Here's a thought. What if you woke up to find you'd won $20,000 every month for 20 years? Imagine the possibilities. Set for life from New South Wales Lotteries. Grab an entry in-store or online today. Welcome back. It's the Brisbane Football Review, powered by Outside90.com. Welcome back to segment two of the Brisbane Football Review. It's episode 23 here in the Switch 1197 studios for the Outside 90 Fan Network. It's James Scott and Adam back again. Yeah. Feel um, a bit weird, Adam? Yeah. <laughs> I'm vetoing it. This is the um, Milan Susak edition of the Brisbane Football Review. Ah, uh, not Marcinho? No. Uh, well, if you insist, Scott. <laughs> this whole thing's your pet project uh, anyway. Our, our standards are higher than Marcinho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Milan Susak did start in the grand final. Exactly. So did. What's he up to now? I'm not sure. That's a good question. Indonesia? That's I know that's where he left off. Something maybe to keep an eye on for all the players are up late. Hey, yeah, I, I was going to say. I might, still... might suss that out and find out now. Because I've still seen him posting a few little things saying, oh, well done, Raw, for your win or yeah. stuff. So, yeah, maybe we'll actually have to uh, research that as a bit of off-season filler because God space? knows we're going to need it. <laughs> Speaking of filler, that's why we're recording on a Monday. So... Yeah, let's get into the local leagues. In the NPL Queensland Round 2, so it was Saturday night. Brisbane Raw 4 defeated Western Pride 3. Overall, it was the Raw probably played a little bit better, but then switched off in the final 10 minutes and gave up two goals. The scorers for the Raw were Nathan Yoon and Nicholas Panetta, but the leading candidate was own goal. Two different own goal scorers, by the way. Yep. And then for Western Pride, it was Corey Luke, Lucas, Gabriel Awash. Yep. Yep. And Jordan Lambie scored... Right as time expired, pretty much. It, no, it was the 90th minute before stoppage time. Okay. There was like four minutes of stoppage time after that, and it was... Pride were just absolutely going for it. Just every striker yeah. available and... Think, if you can remember the, Ad, the Melbourne Victory Adelaide game from two weeks ago, when Adelaide scored late and went for it. Pretty it much a bit that. like that, yeah. So, who stood out for you from the uh, young Raw side? Because it was pretty much a bare-boned squad with everyone occupied with the A-League. I really like the attacking third players. So that's Finn Beekhurst who played up front. You had Nathan Yoon, Oli Duncan, I think it is, and um, Panetta. The four of them were absolutely fantastic. They combined well, they moved around a lot, and there's a lot to like him around those four players. Now, Oli Duncan, he's got quite a yeah. bit of uh, good press about him because he is a New Zealand youth international. Yeah, there was. I did read some stories a few weeks ago that, yeah, that he's on, on the radar as far as, you know, for New Zealand football. So. He's always come with good uh, credentials, and it's good to see that he's actually showing it on the pitch at a, well, I guess, a highish level. You know, Despite me forgetting his name briefly, then he was one of the players I was really looking forward to seeing play on Saturday night, and he looked really good out on the left hand side. He just looked like a footballer the way he moved. He created space, like he found space. He was good on the ball, and him and Panetta combined really well. So, what sort of system did they line up with? Was it that four-two-three-one we were seeing with the Alex one? Yeah. Okay, and Duncan played in... Duncan was on the left... Um, of the attacking three, yeah, or...? Yeah, um, Panetta was in the middle, Yoon was out on the right, and Beekhurst was up front, but they moved around a lot, so Panetta and... War- Panetta swapped out to the left, Yoon would go up front for a bit, and Beekhurst to go out wide on the right. He looked, he looked quite better on the right hand, so I think it was a bare-bones squad, to your point, because Daniel Leck was playing right back, and he's not a right back. But he was filling in yeah. for Daningham, who was obviously yeah. in Newcastle. And Adam Sawyer, the team's captain, who's a midfielder, he played centre-back, so it was... Bare bones, basically what we, what we had. But I really liked the way that the front third played. And I've got to give a shout out to Nicholas Panetta. His goal 
When the highlights come out in the next couple of days for Football Queensland, go have a look. It's absolutely sensational. 30 yards out, top corner. And he, he was one of the better players as well during the, the National Youth League. So it's good to see him now converting that form from that level and bringing it down to the Queensland. So It's the second year for him. It's, it's a big year for him if he's going to yep. stick around with the Raw. Well, speaking of the bare bones thing, especially in defence, so they were missing Cameron Cristani, Dane Ingham, and was Kai well, Rolls available? No, Kai Rolls and Conor Till didn't play either. They had a new left back in and... An, Aaron Reardon, who's played a bit, played centre-back, and then obviously Daniel Leckett right back and Adam Sawyer next to Reardon. So it was a very inexperienced back four. Well, I suppose from an overall squad perspective, that's going to be something the young Roar are going to have to deal with because they're going to have a lot of their players involved in the A-League and Champions it League. It seems though it's a lot earlier than it seems. We always say, like Scott and I, we've obviously been to you know, a number of years since the NPL started with the Roar's involvement. And normally the Roar start with a very, very strong squad early in the season. But come you know, June, July, when obviously the, the A-League contracts come out, the A-League youth contracts come out and whatnot, the squad then really becomes you know, a bunch of unknowns. So it seems to be happening a lot earlier. So maybe you're having that experience you know, early in the season might actually work well you know, come mid-season. Obviously, they don't play for anything tangible like premierships or anything like that, but still, it's a good experience for these younger guys. So what are some of the strict restrictions around this young Royal squad? Obviously, they can't qualify for the FFA Cup or... The finals? They don't, they don't play in FFA Cup qualifiers. I don't think they're allowed to finish in the finals places because obviously the first place team goes to the NPL final series. They're not allowed to go to that. I'm not sure they're allowed to make the finals. It's never happened anyway, based on yeah. points. So, But there are two... The, of the team that started at the weekend, the, apart from Yoon and Duncan, which we've mentioned, there's two other guys who started for the first time. Lloyd Kabelian, he was the left back. He did. He was solid. He wasn't really tested. I think they knew Daniel Leck was a winger playing at right back. They tested him a lot more. He did quite well. I don't think it's a Dane Ingham situation where they're converting. But I think it's a an all-hands-to-the-deck thing. And in midfield, Rahat Akbari. He's a big, tall midfielder. Okay. He's, he's one to watch. He's making his first start, and it's hard to judge him. He did okay. He didn't look out of place. That's probably the best thing you can say. And it is one thing you are going to find with a lot of these young kids is yeah. they might not be the finished product compared to some of the guys they are playing against. No, they're not. And that's the thing. These are um, adults, like... like Semi-professional players at Western Pride. They're not. They're not kids. They're playing against. How How do you think the atmosphere was at AJ Kelly Park, uh, Scott? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I, I was actually no, thinking. Um, I would imagine it'd be been all right, but Scott I was looking, there. I was well, looking at Adam there, but I actually meant to ask so Scott. I got there about five minutes to go in the Brisbane Premier League game, Peninsula Power, Grange Thistle, and it was an era of frustration around the place because they had, they were dropping points at home. So the crowd did hang around. There was probably a good 1,500 or 2,000 people there. It was, a good, it was a good crowd for a Saturday night at Peninsula Power. It was a nice nice night. It wasn't cold. It was really nice. And people did hang around. It was it was a good atmosphere out there. If this is what we're going to see for Raw games in the NPL this year with Peninsula Power crowd hanging around, I think it's, it's great yeah. because the one thing the games that Cleveland lacked last year was people turning up, unfortunately. Because they were on different days to the Redlands NPL games most of the time. So. Mm. Well, speaking of, we'll go through some of the other results from the NPL. Redlands are actually off to a bit of a slow start in their title defence. They went down to Olympic 6-2 on Friday night. They've been absolutely mm. just decimated by clubs down south in Victoria, just poaching players. They've been recognised off TV, and because they pay quite well down there in Victoria, they've just been snapped up. Victorian clubs poaching good players from <laughs> Queensland. Where have I heard that happen before? Can you remember? Well, if you do actually go look at some of the MPL Victorian rosters, there's a whole bunch of Queenslanders well, on those look teams. Well, you look at Bentley Greens. Uh, Bentley Greens' you know, score sheet was actually very, very interesting on the weekend. You know, they had three Queenslanders on the score sheet. So, 
Well, actually, that's one thing I'm noticing, though. Looking around the NPL, there are a fair few players that have spent time with the young Raw squad. So yeah. it's it's interesting to see just where some of these players do wind up because obviously they can only be in the youth system while they're yeah. still youth players. Well, Western Pride had a couple on Saturday night. McHenry and Duckworth were playing, so... And Duckworth was the captain last year, if I'm remembering correctly? I don't know. Let's just say he was. Okay, go with that. <laughs> Congratulations, Joe. You might have just gotten promoted. <laughs> Some of the other results are Southwest Queensland Thunder drew 2-2 with Sunshine Coast. Strikers 4-0 over Moreton Bay. Now, Gold Coast City, Brisbane City. Scott, you left this out. Did I? Um, I'm Brisbane City won. It wasn't on the website, but I know Brisbane City did win. I know, I was just being difficult. Okay. <laughs> the last result, though, is really interesting. Northern Fury 2-0 over Far North Queensland Heat, which means... Well, this is their first win since 2015. That's actually the most excited I've ever seen you about a no, non-raw thing. You no, know, it's it's really because North Northern they Fury were, last year they were, were ordinary. Yeah, four draws, ordinary. I think, across the whole season. They were really they really struggled last year. I think they lost a couple of their better players to mm. FNQ Heat. So I mean, it's really good for them to get a win. Hopefully, this is a catalyst and to have a better season than they had before. The the big game between the two North Queensland clubs is yeah. obviously that that FFA Cup qualifier yeah. in a few months' yeah. time where they they're the last yeah. two standing. So and the last couple of years it's been it's been Heat that have yeah. actually made it through. By virtue, go through to the, the national round. So I think, you know, maybe Fury might give themselves a chance to And that was the point I was exactly going to make. That's the next step for them. Now, they've got to get back onto the national stage. Particularly if they want to try and get back into the expanded A-League or second division or something, they've got to they've got to step up here. Yep. All right, so quick run through the table. You've got Olympic clearly on top with a plus seven. And they're flying Olympic. They really are. Goal, scoring some goals. Yeah, which, you know, might, might mean we have to make a few trips uh, just down the road at the moment. Yeah. All right, so uh, Brisbane Strikers up there, Brisbane City, Northern Fury... Looking good so far. I suppose we can't really go through the table too much after two rounds. It's two games. I think strikers are also looking really good. They had a really good win over Morton Bay at the weekend. Yep. So round three fixtures. Saturday, Redlands against Southwest against Thunder. Far North Queensland against Strikers. City versus North Queensland Fury. Western Pride versus Olympic FC. So that's all the Saturday games. And then Sun- Sunday, it's the Coast Derby with Sunshine yep. Coast against Gold Coast. Yes, there is one other Saturday game. Well, yeah, but I was going to leave that yeah. and give it a little bit of build-up. Of those games, I mean, I think the West, the um, yeah. FNQ Strikers game is really interesting. Travelling up to Cairns is a difficult trip for a lot of things. And it's still hot up there as well, so... Mm. And wet, I'm guessing, as yeah. well. Which uh, I think I remember from living up there last year. That'll be fun to run around in. Lots of moths and <laughs> yeah. everything. So then you've got uh, Morton Bay United against the Raw Youth. Saturday, 7.15 at Walter Park in Albany Creek. Hopefully yep. this will be a good game. Well, for a lot of people, this is one of the few games that's in Brisbane. Mm. Like I said, it's, yeah. that's the, the local game for me, so I will more than likely be there. Because so. people were disappointed so that the Olympic don't... game clashed with the A-League and all the home games are at Peninsula. This is one a game in Brisbane. Okay, Albany Creek's not the easiest place to get to, but it's in the city of Brisbane. So, All right, so quick run through the Brisbane Premier League as well, because yep. that is obviously another top-tier local league going on right now. Lions FC 3-2 over Albany Creek. I suppose that would be their first real test of the season as well. And they're abs- we talked about a couple of teams, Olympic flying, flying. Yep. Lions are absolutely flying at the moment. East 1-0 over Capalabar, Holland Park 2-1 over Rochdale, Mitchie 2-1 over Logan Lightning, Penpower drew 1-1 with Grange Thistle, as you mentioned, and Ipswich Knights 3-2 over Souths United. I caught the last five minutes of the Peninsula game. They they were pushing for the winner, it's just, it just didn't wasn't happening for them. And speaking to a couple of people up there, they, it just wasn't happening for them on the night. Alright, so that's going to do it for segment two of the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back right after this. Thanks for listening to the Brisbane Football Review, powered by Outside90.com.
Here's a thought. What if you woke up to find you'd won $20,000 every month for 20 years? Imagine the possibilities. Set for life from New South Wales Lotteries. Grab an entry in-store or online today.